are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and of course, the big news of right now in Hollywood is that the strike, the writer's strike, in the matter of fact, has ended. So, an agreement was reached by the WGA, whereby, apparently, I'm told that it's the writers that get to choose to use AI-generated tools for their work, not the studios, because the studios have no bounds. They have no limitation as to how far they will go to take advantage of or in some cases abuse certain tools to help them save money. In fact, some of them will go as far as using it to such an extent or using tools to such an extent that it will save them even more money without the human involvement in this. Now, this is very significant because the writer gets to use the tools to help them progress, to help them pump out quality work. Now, that's the idea. Now, will this work? I don't know. Only time will tell. But if technology and its adoption, the history of it, in fact, is any indication, right now we have the early adopters. We're in the early stages of AI adoption. Pretty soon it's being predicted that because of AI, Writers and content creators, including creative professionals or creative practitioners, will be able to pump out work in a matter of a fraction of what it took when they manually had to go through with the process. So, for example, if I, the writer, I'm struggling with a particular part of my screenplay or my story, what I will do is I will then approach AI. Now, this is the ideal scenario. Now, this is the normal scenario that is being predicted. What will happen is I will then seek the assistance of AI to help me with my writer's block, to help me pump out quality stories. Now, all AI is doing is being my assistant, just like all these Hollywood production companies and studios have assistants. Now, when, like when you call assistants or when you call one of these studios, it gets answered by an assistant. And what's the first thing they say? I'm, I'm sorry, we do not accept unsolicited material. Now, 
these assistants are actually gatekeepers for the most part. And any screenwriter or any aspiring filmmaker who has contacted any single one of these studios to help sell their work, they'll know what I'm talking about. One line, we do not accept unsolicited material. But that's not what we're talking about here today. Now, what we're talking about is the introduction of AI to help with your work. We're still in charge. We writers and creative practitioners are still in charge of pumping out the finished product. But AI is only helping us get there faster. Now, one way to give us an edge over everybody else is using AI. Now, when this becomes a norm, it may not be the exception. It will not be the exception is what I'm saying. But what I want to talk to you about today is two things. The misconception that I heard when I was in film school, that's one of them. And also the notion that the tools that you use have to be superior. Only superior tools produce superior superior results. That's the notion. And that's the popular belief amongst professionals. Not just in the film and TV world, but everywhere else, including the tech world. And that includes computers, mobile phones, other pieces of text like tablets, and, of course, anything you can throw into the mix. I'll start by discussing the most dangerous thing that you can do in tech. I'll start there because when you watch YouTube videos about a tech YouTuber reviewing a piece of technology or a piece of tech, like the newest model of cell phones, what you will find is that they keep talking about the specs, the technical specifications, and their impressions, whether or not this is going to be good or bad, what is going to sell like hotcakes or not. However, boys and girls, ladies and gents, content creators, I present to you the most dangerous notion, which is if a piece of tech does not have the latest and greatest components or the latest and greatest processing power, it's a deal breaker. Some of these idiots think this. I don't know why. And I'm not apologizing for 
for insulting them because that's what it is. But there, and I'll give you an example of this because there was this one YouTuber who marked down, and this actually goes back to the days when the 2016 MacBook Pros came out. There was one YouTuber who listed 10, 10 things wrong with the 2016 MacBook Pro, brushing past the most common one, which is the lack of legacy ports. But he complained that the 2016 MacBook Pro did not have the latest generation processor. Now, my question to him, which he avoided, was how, pray tell, is a piece of technology like a computer or a laptop not having the latest generation processor a deal breaker? I mean, to me, as long as the job gets done in a reasonable length of time, I'm good. However, not some people, they still think, there are still people out there that think that not having the latest and, gen latest and greatest components in a device is a deal breaker, regardless of the usage. Now, they don't really talk about who it's for, which brings me to my next topic of of discussion which is the focus the television and film business and this will be next after the break so stay tuned this podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions show them you. Welcome back. So before the break, I said two things. One is the danger of one of these misconceptions or one of these uh, mentalities. And the other is the downright misconceptions and the ideologies in the film and television world, the screwed up ideas is what I'm going to refer to this as. So here's what I have a problem with. Every time a uh, filmmaker or a DP, and if you don't know what a DP is, it's a director of photography, a.k.a. a cinematographer, when someone like that tells you that if you do not have this piece of software or this piece of hardware or a particular piece of mo hardware or a particular model of camera or audio equipment, you ain't a professional. Now that I also, just like my previous argument, is dangerous. And here's why. I'm going to use the analogy of cooking. 
you may argue that only the best equipment in the world, in the kitchen, will make delicious food. Let's just say that's your argument. I'm going to invalidate that argument because we all know that ain't true. It's primarily the cook or the chef that makes delicious food. Now, you can have subpar equipment in your kitchen and still make delicious food. It all depends on the chef or the cook. Same story. It all depends on the content creator or creative practitioner or filmmaker or screenwriter, as you will. It all depends on them. They are the ones that decide the quality productions. They decide the quality content, not the equipment they use. Now, to give you an example, I took an advanced editing class. Now, in this advanced editing class, we were using Avid Media Composer to edit. One of the best uh, writings that was stuck on the wall in the room, in the classroom, was it's not the software or the tools that make an editor, that make a great movie or edit a great movie. It is the editor that does this. And I can attest to this. Now, you can have a consumer-grade camera or a semi-professional camera, like without all the bells and whistles, or with some bells and whistles, with some professional features in your equipment, and still come out with a great quality product with a great quality film or TV show. Now, this is what independent filmmaking or independent content creation or independent creative practitioners are doing. Using the equipment that is not professional enough, but still is professional grade to make great content. This is good. This is a starting point. Now, this shows you what they can do with limited equipment, with limited resources. I'll give you an example. The movie Project Almanac. If you haven't watched that movie, it's a sci-fi movie. Go watch it. I watched it. Very impressed because they only managed with a $2 million budget. And with professional grade equipment they managed it story was good actually great what i am going to say to you that when i was going to film school a lot of my classmates were yarning after or were seeking after what was the most popular camera of choice for filmmaking of that day, a DSLR camera, mind you, 
which is the 5D Mark III from Canon. And the argument was, quality is great. And they're saying, if you don't use this, you ain't a professional. If you happen to come across one of these, give them a good slap in the face. Because that ain't true. If that is their misconception, if that is what they believe, that's what their mantra, that's what they're going by, give them a good slap in the face. Now, I'm not suggesting violence, but if you can give them a virtual slap in the face, feel free to do so. Now, there there were other misconceptions, like for example, or for example, the guys in editing, in post-production, what they were saying is you got to use Avid or you got to use a certain version of Final Cut Pro. Otherwise, you ain't a professional. And some of them even kind of look down on you if you're using a different tool or a different piece of software to edit your movie. Again, I need to point out that it's actually the creator that puts out creative content, quality content, not the tools. Those are just tools. They're there to assist you in helping make your content come to life, helping realizing your content, not the friggin' tools themselves. With that being said, the theme of this episode, don't simply rely on the tools to help you make a great movie. Rely on yourself. Trust in your characters. Trust in your story. And I'm saying this because director S.S. Rajamoli, these are own his, this, his own words. In his own words, he's saying this. What I would suggest is you ignore the ones that are telling you that you got to have a certain tool to get the job done, to get a quality job done, and trust in yourself. When you have a piece of equipment that will help you create this content, learn its strengths and weaknesses, work around the weaknesses, and I'm sure you will come up with something that is worth watching, something that your audience worth watching, worth their time. Now, Given, given that the critics don't really want to suspend their disbelief, most of them that I've come across, at least, that's besides the point. Now, that is a discussion for another episode, or maybe I have discussed this briefly in one of my previous episodes. You can go back and check and let me know. But for the time being... 
Ignore the ones that are telling you. It's the tools that help you make great content untrue. Now, I'll give you an example. I made a couple of short movies. Maybe not two short movies because one of them is actually a clip that I'm intending on submitting for proposal. So it's technically only one short film. Now, I use my F Sony FX3. It's not a Canon. It's not a Fujifilm. It's not Nikon. But it's a Sony. And there's a reason why I decided to go with Sony as my choice of equipment. But also... Keep in mind that those that tell you that it's the equipment that does this are not great creators. And those who argue that only the latest and greatest can help you make great content and only if you don't have the latest and greatest, it's a deal breaker, ignore them. That's my advice for the day. So, with that being said, it's the tools that help you make your great content, that contribute, that assist you in making great content. Not the tools themselves, but it's you, the content creator, that puts out the final product that is of a quality product that must be of a quality product. So take that with a grain of salt or I hope you take this seriously and ignore everybody that says otherwise. With that being said, thank you for listening. I'm Jared Dean Winchester, also known as The Story Dude. Now, until I hear from you again or talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page